Welcome back, everybody, to Cork Stats, brought to you by the Mayo Media Network here on YouTube. Please get down there, make sure you subscribe. Wait till the end, make sure you like it, then smash that thumbs up button. It's your host, John Legaza, the big dude with the big mouth from the Big Apple. Big Johnny Stud. Coming to you worldwide from Brooklyn, New York, as always, coming out the seat. As always, it's Christmas time, man. I love this time of year. Before we get started, please extend a happy and healthy holiday wish to yourself, your family, your loved ones, or whoever makes this time of year special for you. I know without mine, there would be no me. Without any further ado, everybody, let's get down and do this thing we're doing. We're going to keep doing these deep dives. I had the starter, that second ace for those Los Angeles trolley dodgers on the front of my mind. Julio Arias, and I just couldn't get away from it, so I had to dive on in and see what we see. He's going extremely high in fantasy drafts, and it's very important to get out the microscope when you're making these decisions when it pertains to high draft capital costs, right? That shouldn't be a secret. I know I have a series of these videos on the Cork Stats YouTube channel itself. I've done Max Nola, Bueller, Giolito. So I'm making my way down the ranks. And again, I like to preface these videos with if the outcome comes out like less than stellar, it doesn't mean I don't think these guys are any good. It just means we're trying to find the differences between the five best pitchers in the league. So without any further ado, let's take a look at Julio Arias, that lefty for the Dodgers. Check out the overlay. You can see all the stat cast stuff looking really good. And it's reflected in last year's stats. He made all 32 starts for 185 and two-thirds innings. Good for 20 wins. Gotta love that. 2.96 ERA, a 1.02 whip. Jumping off the page, the Indicators slightly higher than that, 3.6 Sierra, 3.73 XFIP, but his OPS at 612, I like to include OPS in my surface stats, namely ERA and WHIP, just to put a third point on the line. Of course, any two points can make a line. A third point should either validate or invalidate that. Let's pop up into the disciplinary metrics. He was excellent. 26% K to only 5% walk, leaving you with a 21% K minus walk. Of course, anything above 20, just excellent. 12% swing strike is very good. Maybe not great for our ace. CSW, that's your cold strikes plus whiffs. You want to be at 30. He's at 31. His chase rate, three ticks better than average at 36. And his in-zone contact rate at 85%, which is really, again, just average. The reason I bring that up, we're going to get to that in a little bit. Contact metrics, another one of the baskets I like to look at. Really good. Very strong. 264 Woba, 272 expected Woba. Hard hit rates on fan graphs and stat cast at 31 or below, which is truly elite. The difference there being StatCast uses a raw 95 mile an hour metric. Blast rate at 5. Woba on contact 329. Expected Woba on contact at 340. Yes, it's a touch higher, but they're both extremely low. Home runs per 9, just below 1. Again, keep that number in mind. Urias was fantastic across the board. He keeps the ball down 40% of the time, which is excellent. The line drive rate below 20, in fact, below 19. The fly ball rate above 40, but I don't want you to overreact to that. That's why you come here to Cork Stats to get the nuance, to get the context. 10% of those fly balls were infield flies, which pretty much have a zero batting average against. Nothing to worry about there. Hardly a hole in the game for Urias when we look at last year's results. Now, in my handicapping work, I like to look for weaknesses, of course. And one of the best places to start is at splits. Some pitchers are split-proof, meaning they carry 300 Woba or less at home on the road against righties 
and against lefties. Well, Urias has earned himself the term of being super split-proof because those numbers are all below 275. You can see them up on the overlay. And when you look at the game log, really not a lot to be desired. His quality starts were high, but I like to circle money starts. Quality starts, I think, are really flawed. I stopped using them. Six innings pitched and three earned runs allowed really are just 50th percentile metrics on both sides of that. So I like to use seven innings pitched minimum, two earned runs maximum. Those are money starts, hence the name. He did that seven times, which is phenomenal. But strikeouts a bit low. He only had nine Ks five times. He did go six innings 15 times, which is good, but he only threw 100 pitches pitches one time. Again, we do have the microscope out, that electron microscope, you know, trying to hyper magnify the details. Again, it's not there to overreact to, but when we are comparing the very best pitchers in the league, something like that, our perception of duration may be the thing that tips the scale. Nothing to overreact about, but just keep those things in mind. Urias was really, really excellent. Now let's get into the arsenal, something that I like to do. We're going to get granular in these videos and not just explain what happened, but we're going to explain why and how we think that will affect what we think will happen in the future. So let's get up in the arsenal. You could see the year-over-year -year overlay on the spin rate is good, as well as the vertical break. The rise on those balls is really good, but the bottom chart of those three is where I'd like to direct your attention. Velocity is down year-over-year -year since 2019, right? We saw a peak in 2019, but since then, we have seen a drop year-over-year, -year, and we're talking about a mile an hour, maybe a touch more on that fastball again not something that you automatically overreact to but let's see how that's affected him let's get into the fastball specs and again you know so you see the drop in velocity a clear drop there it's his most used pitch it's also his worst so let's look at the effect of the velocity drop you see next to it the swinging strike rate drop in accordance with the velo drop which again subsequently took the x slug up through the roof right off the bat my initial take here is i'm kind of worried about the fastball that's not a trend that we want to get behind we see down there lots of home runs giving up 15 home runs on the fastball in 2021 check out exactly what it looked like so you could see the location on the fastball is pretty poor it's really being centered around the middle of the plate like just take a second and look at that on the right you'll see the location of the home runs hit wow the vast majority of those are dead center center really no surprise there why those balls ended up in the seats and when we look at the results on the fastball going back to 2020 he's thrown the pitch 1800 times not a small sample the swinging strike rate is below 12 the heart rate that ba-bump 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 over 30 and we see that reflected clearly in the graph that ball is living in the middle of the zone it's had a 441 slug a better than 7% barrel and a 380 expected woba on contact that is kind of an issue and man when we're talking about these top tier SPs fastball efficacy is something that I find has differentiated these people. Check out the Walker Bueller video on the Cork Stats channel if you want to see what I mean. So again, this doesn't have me jumping ship on Arias just yet, but I think I've given pretty good reason to be concerned about the fastball. Let's get into the secondary offerings, which are just excellent. 
The next pitch he uses is the curve. Notice the spike in that graph on the left. So we saw a spike in curve usage. Now this is generally where projection systems can miss because a change in profile, whether it be a usage mix or what we've seen with the curve, really a totally different pitch develop, that changes the trajectory and it really should affect how we look at past performance. So check out the use for the curve as it spiked. It has a new profile. Notice I have the horizontal movement up and you see the movement metrics on the bottom so the dodgers are using this new curve here that's not really having the vertical break we're used to but having these crazy advances in horizontal break and then look at the again the subsequent effect of x slug after the change from 2019 that pitch has been really really great something that we circle here on the show not just any change is going to be good changes that really take a pitch in a positive direction something that we've seen from Uriah so as much as I might not be into the fastball I am really loving the curve not just the fact he's using it more but it's a new shape and it has been a menace that pitch really just excellent the third pitch that he's offering is a same hand side change up look at the hex map look at the location there the most it's being offered is right on the black what a phenomenal pitch that curve that he's throwing to righties only really has a plus locations again the misses are all away zero home runs allowed in the last two years last i checked zero is good you go back to 2019 the pitch has been excellent a 17 percent swing strike rate with a 29 percent whiff rate 36 percent put away it has been excellent. 313 Woba on contact. So if you do get the stick on it, it's nearly impossible to do anything with. The secondary breaking pitches for Arias are excellent. Make no mistake. And when you look at them in combination, again, check out the release points. They're all on top of each other. In fact, I almost challenge you to find the change-ups I mentioned. That is an, uh, really an element of an arsenal that is very very important and i think is lost on a lot of analysis that really just doesn't dive in this way and again it just is what it is and it's what i do because i think it's really effective for fantasy baseball looking forward and then for betting even on a micro level if you follow my stuff you know we're putting up double digit return on investment betting baseball daily my only three years in the business we've done it all three years no one else is doing that we are always defeating the market so listen i'm not going to change what i'm doing and that's getting down into the dirt and getting the scars getting the bruises making sure that you know every stone really is being turned over so you see the tight release point for across the offerings which of course is really effective but then to go back to the usage and you know efficient nature of those breaking pitches in you know, a pairing as a couple, the change in the curve have opposite observed spins, which you see the graph on the bottom left, but then they have opposite breaks, and that makes it incredibly deceptive. It looks the same coming out, it comes from the same point, but it ends up in two totally different places. No wonder why these breaking offerings are, are carrying a rise, even with a bit of a struggle with the fastball. So it's plus deception and the tight release. The, almost nothing to worry about there outside of that fastball. So depending on on how you you know 
processing and digesting the work and the argument I've put out. If you're not afraid of the fastball, you should be bumping your eyes right up there to the very top, up with everybody. So let's kind of look forward, and I think the best way to do that is to get into the projection systems, which I didn't mean to knock. Those people are all orders of magnitude smarter than I am, but... I think they would even admit, you know, that flaw. I've had all the big guys on my show last offseason, and I think if you want to check out the Quark Stats podcast with that, a lot of that info actually is pretty evergreen with understanding projections and how to use them going forward. So Steamer, my favorite projection systems for pitchers, has 185 innings pitched, 13 wins, a 3.89 ERA, 1-2 whip. Now, all that stuff seems pretty digestible. Again, I think they're actually leaning in the direction where I am, where we're really seeing some kind of regression across the board. But I wanted to circle one thing in particular that Steber is seeing, and I think I have the answer why that I gave to you just previously. And Steamer has Urias' home run rate at 1.33. Now, the reason I'm using that kind of inflection, even though it's not great, is because that would be his career high by about 50%. So that's something that you have to take note of. And I think I may have reverse engineered why they think that. So I, I got to be honest, I am a little worried about your eyes going forward. I don't see a repeat of before. But again, I, I want to make sure that I go all the way. So I was kind of interested in the sequencing when it came to the fastball um and it, it's been really strong you know he knows when to use it i should say sorry about the flip back and forth uh, but you can see the deep thick bands to the left when he's behind and how it thins out meaning the selection becomes more targeted becomes more narrowed meaning when he's ahead he's using the fastball and when he's behind, he's using the breaking stuff. Then that probably applies to men on base as well. So where I'm getting with that is I believe Urias knows about the flaw with the fastball. And you're only getting it in the most ideal situations, allowing him to maximize on a pitch that maybe isn't the best. So, is it a problem with fastball? I mean, I think so. But I don't think it's enough to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Of course, you have a great context. He's in a good division. He has an excellent bullpen behind him and a very good offense to give him run support. So, I still have Urias as an SP1. Let me look him in the eye in case you know he's watching this. I do have Julio Urias as an SP1 this year. But as I'm doing my ranks, again, you know, making my way down this, I have him right now as SP9 overall. So, that would probably put him in the back of the second round where I think he's a perfectly fine pick. But again, I don't think I like him more than someone going maybe right behind him in Lucas Giolito. And again, if you're wondering what I think about that and you like the way I lay out these arguments, please check out the Cork Stats channel, subscribe over there, and check out the Lucas Giolito video. You know, I, I really don't make definitive claims. I just tell you what I think and I hope I do a really good job of backing up why I think that. So that's really my take on Julio Urias, the best I could do in a nutshell and why I do like him, but I won't be pushing him up. And I can see as I make my way again down these ranks with these videos, Keep an eye out for them here on the Mayo Media Network or at the Cork Stats channel. You know, I could see other pitchers getting pushed up uh, above him. But Arias does have... 
duration and again all the contextual positives that I mentioned before so I'm really not too worried but I am worried just a little bit so thanks everybody for sticking around and picking up what I'm putting down here at the Mayo Media Network if you like the show just the style if you want to hear a picture to cover something to cover something you want added or something you want removed get up in those comments below I will answer you let me know how I'm doing and tell Patty he made a good choice with adding the Cork Stats crew to the Mayo Media Network Thanks, everybody. Have a wonderful, healthy, happy, and prosperous Christmas, holiday, otherwise, or New Year. Really, thank you all so much for sticking around. I guess that'll do it. Remember, when you work this hard, it feels a lot less like luck. All right, everybody. I'll catch you on the flip side, yo. Peace. Peace.